Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group. A big birthday for the Technology Modernization Fund. And where the TMF has been, where it is now, and where it's going. It's Tuesday, April 18th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. Federal agencies now have less than a month to establish updated workplace plans. OMB is asking agencies to lay out their current telework policies and explain how they're expected to change moving forward. The guidance says agency plans should reflect the expectations that agency headquarters and equivalents increase meaningful in-person work in federal offices. There's a new chief of staff at the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Catherine Coulter Mitchell is taking up the role, and Kirsten Tott moves to the private sector. Mitchell was serving as Deputy Undersecretary for the Department of Homeland Security's Science and Technology Directorate. Todd will continue to work with CISA as a senior advisor. You can read more about these stories and more at fedscoop.com. Defense Tech Week is just around the corner. Hosted by Defense Scoop, Defense Tech Week is the nation's premier week-long festival dedicated to technology's critical role in the future of modern U.S. defense and national security. The lineup includes community-driven events featuring leaders in defense, technology, and academia. It all begins May 8th and is happening across D.C. You'll also be able to enjoy plenty of sessions virtually if you can't be there in person. For more, visit DefenseTechWeek.com. The Office of Management and Budget is celebrating the five-year anniversary of the Technology Modernization Fund. First established in 2018, the TMF is currently managing nearly $700 million for 38 investments across 22 federal agencies and has reviewed more than 220 agency proposals. Joining me now is Federal Chief Information Officer Claire Martirana and TMF Executive Director Raylene Young. Welcome to both of you and congrats on the big birthday for the TMF. Let's start there. What milestones has the fund reached during the first half decade of its existence and how would you describe its success this far? Hey, Billy. um, Great to join you today. Thanks for having Raylene and I. So, uh, you know, TMF at five years is focused on investing in projects that have real human impacts on the ways the federal government provides services to the American people. So we focus on making sure that we're increasing public trust and making it easier for the public to get the services that they need. Um, Today, the fund manages more than $700 million for 40 investments across 24 federal agencies. 29 of these investments were made with the American Rescue Plan funding to address urgent IT modernization challenges. And over the last two years, since the billion dollars um, was provided uh, by the ARP, TMF has increased its investment tenfold, and the fund is looking for new projects to invest in. So, Raylene, I know you could speak in detail about how you've streamlined the process with um, the TMF PMO. Great. Yeah, thank you for having us today. Um, obviously really excited about the progress over the last five years. Um, so in addition to what Claire shared with just the raw, I would say kind of the impact via numbers and the many dozens of investments and hundreds of millions of dollars, um, we've also really worked to improve every aspect of our operations behind the scenes. We've built a really uh, strong um, program management office team that has subject matter experts in different areas, ranging from uh, technology investment and modernization, Um, customer experience and service delivery and cybersecurity. And we've worked really hard to build some strong collaborative relationships with all of our partner agencies. 
today, I would say uh, it's much easier to for agencies to apply to the TMF to get useful, constructive feedback on their proposals, um, and to ultimately successfully present and engage with the TMF board. So we're really excited just to see the progress in both the output and the active investments, but also all of the behind the scenes work that we've done. I like that point, and I want to go in that direction next, Raylene, if we can. And we've seen, uh, and you've talked about it on, on Capitol Hill in front of uh, lawmakers, that agency demand has really skyrocketed for TMF money in recent years. And I'm curious, you know, you've you've talked about it a little bit in the past, but how has the management of the TMF application and award process improved to better account for that over the, the recent years? So just to share, as you as you mentioned, we have really seen tremendous demand, I'd say in total over the lifetime of the fund, we've received and reviewed more than 220 different proposals, totaling over three and a half billion dollars in demand. Um, and just since the passage of the ARP alone, we've received more than 160 proposals, totaling over two point nine billion dollars. Uh, so, yeah, the, the volume and demand really has been tremendous. Um, but we've made a lot of improvements, as I as I uh, mentioned. One example for um, in recent, fairly recently, is we launched a new kind of lightweight way for agencies to engage with the TMF, um, which is really, we call it an expression of interest, but it's a lightweight form. It's, it's all published on our website where agencies can apply and within minutes submit a form that just outlines what they're hoping to achieve. And then uh, subject matter experts on the TMF PMO side will actually reach back out to those agencies and set up live discussions and meetings to help them engage. So that's just one example of taking a process that used to maybe take weeks or even months sometimes in the beginning um, to now something that can take minutes and days for an agency to actually kind of speak directly with the TMF team. And we've really seen the TMF, I think, in my opinion, ramp up in the pandemic and post-pandemic or continuing pandemic environment, however you want to characterize it, and especially with new sort of direction from the White House, whether that be the, the most recent president's management agenda or other executive orders like the cybersecurity or uh, customer service executive orders. How has the TMF been a, a strategic sort of vehicle for supporting those efforts in those recent years? You know, TMF is really well positioned to be a catalyst. Um, to help support agencies outside of the normal budget process. So it's not a substitute for the normal budget process because that is the way that we really have long-term sustained change. But really TMF can act as an accelerator for that upfront modernization, um, helping teams do things like minimally viable products. So building an MVP to test your thesis, to work together collaboratively across the agency before you set out on a large scale modernization journey. Broadly, what are you seeing in proposals from agencies that are, have been successful in receiving grants? Obviously, not everyone gets a grant, but for those who are receiving grants, are those the ones that are in line with some of those administration priorities? Or, uh, you know, what are the types of projects that are, are actually getting the funding? I'll start with this and then turn it over to Raylene. But, you know, we see cybersecurity is a absolutely critical at this moment in time. So we see lots of proposals coming in from agencies that are working on those critical systems. You know, um, the executive order 14028 that's also amplified across the three categories of the president's management agenda are focused on 
you know, multi-factor authentication, endpoint detection, encrypting data in rest and in transit, you know, logging, security operations, et cetera, et cetera. So we're seeing lots of proposals coming in focused on those cybersecurity areas. And then also um, customer experience. We have, you know, billions of dollars worth of technology modernization that needs to occur in order to support things like the 21st century idea. Um, so we constantly have incoming from agencies on customer experience. And Raylene, would you add anything generally to those categories? You know, we are really focused on administration priorities around cybersecurity and, and customer experience. But we also have these values that we look for. Um, the TMF fundamentally aims to improve the likelihood of project success through an incremental investment approach. Uh, we tie project funding to the delivery of specific milestones and provide strong technical oversight along the way. So things that we look for in our proposals are, um, are they taking that iterative approach where they're delivering results continuously or every quarter, or every six months, rather than something that, you know, we wait to see income uh, outcome after years. Um, so a few things we look for are public user impact and, you know, how they, how they define and capture expected incomes, uh, sorry, outcomes, um, improving cybersecurity. We look at how much uh, sponsorship is provided by agency leadership and the overall strength and caliber of the team. Um, and we really look for uh, th that value proposition of the investment. What are the operational efficiencies that are achieved? How strong is the execution? Execution, and fundamentally, in the end, you know, are outdated, insecure systems replaced with modern, scalable, accessible platforms and tools that really help agencies serve the public more effectively. And it sounded like you might have some examples of of some winning a winning formula, or maybe some examples of success that you've seen from agencies in the past. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, I think the last time we appeared um, on this podcast last summer, we had just announced the allocation of $100 million to deliver a secure, modern, digital-first government experience for the American people and really emphasize that customer experience. So since that announcement, we actually have made a few investments that fall very much in line with that. Um, one of them is a recent announcement in a uh, we've made to invest in the US Agency for International Development, where they're developing a new customer relationship management platform um, that helps them engage with their external partners and ultimately helps them distribute aid more effectively with a reduced technical burden for all of their users. Um, with that example, it's gonna help them support managing over 4,000 strategic external partnership and improve the lives of millions of people worldwide who benefit from US foreign assistance. Another great example is our investment in the U.S. Railroad Retirement Board, um, which actually will digitize a formerly phone and paper-based process um, and bringing that online, allowing retirees and beneficiaries to update their information in real time and ultimately improve the speed and access to their benefits. Um, with that example, they were clear to share that the RRB pays retirement survivor benefits of nearly $13.2 billion and unemployment sickness benefits of $164 million um, annually. So it's a great example. I think both of these are of not only projects that outline the work and the improvement of the customer experience, but also were assured to highlight the actual impact in terms of numbers and time saved or people affected. 
Yeah, those are great examples. And, you know, I do want to revisit a point that I think Claire stressed earlier in the conversation and just the the complementary nature of the TMF to the traditional two-year federal budget cycle. And, you know, I think there's long been this argument that, you know, the budget cycle can't keep up with or, or meet the pace of technological change. And I'm curious just to hear more thoughts from each of you on how the TMF has sort of given agencies a unique vehicle to fund these more immediately needed uh, modernization processes outside of what is largely thought of as that two-year budget. Yeah, we, we actually work really closely with our um, OMB budget colleagues um, on behalf of our agency partners. So the team in OFCIO, as an agency is contemplating a TMF investment, we actually work really um, hand in glove with those uh, research management officers at OMB who are working day in and day out with agencies on making sure that their budget dollars are spent correctly and um, that they are having the greatest impact and serving the needs of and the mission of these agencies. And so this research, this kind of all of OMB way of working together really helps us look at TMF as an opportunity to do some of that short-term, really catalytic investment that it will take a little bit longer through the normal budget process, or possibly something's in flight in the normal budget process, and we have an ability to accelerate it. And so working together across OMB to have that kind of impact, I think is really what is helping us be more effective um, long-term so that the sustainment of these programs, right? If you build an MVP and do something that is um, starting you on an IT modernization journey or trying to um, help your team develop a solution for legacy IT problems, uh, it's really important that we build the out-year sustainment so that those programs can continue to be effective and meet the mission needs of an agency. Rayleigh, and anything on your end about that? Because it sounds like that's, you know, as agencies are pitching or applying to work, that's something an agency wants to show is that they're going to work towards this, not just in a TMF sort of project, but something that's long-term that would es essentially get funded by the full-on budget. Absolutely. I think Claire captured it really well. I think we see this as a holistic investment in that agency um, that really kind of complements and, and adds to their long-term modern, modernization efforts. Um, I would say we also are excited for the role that the TMF can play in often kind of catalyzing a major investment or sort of setting up the first few years and first few phases of something that hopefully lasts longer and, and leads to much more long-term impact. Great. You know, a, a major part of the TMF process is, and its sustainability is obviously the, the repayment from agencies. So I'm curious how, you know, that's changed a little bit over time. And I know that there's some more added flexibility that's built been built in um, as of the, the changes that were made with the pandemic. But I'm curious, you know, how you're working with agencies on repayment, what that process is like, and if you can any way sort of characterize um, you know, how much agencies are paying back so that that fund can sort of revolve and sustain itself over time. You know, our expectation is full repayment, right? The, um, but we do know that there are circumstances that agencies find themselves in where that is just not possible. Um, and oftentimes it is because of the complexity of the budget process. So 
full repayment to start with. And then we will work really collaboratively with our research management partners at OMB and the agency to really interrogate their ability to repay over time. And there are certainly with many of the cybersecurity investments that we're making, um, a real need to accelerate this work. So whether somebody is working on multi-factor authentication, they can't wait and nor can they actually until the budget process works, um, be able to make a commitment to long-term repayment. So we have added flexibility. We've worked across diligently across um, the portfolio with each agency partner, with their CFO teams. Also, the TMF PMO has been really diligent in this area. But there are lots of circumstances where the requirement to repay the risk that we're managing, uh, the cyber risk, uh, that we're managing in this digital age really requires us to reduce full repayment, to meet the needs of the agency, to speed the project to fulfillment, um, and to continue to work again across the entire environment so that we're able to sustain the changes that have been made. I think I would only add uh, to also mention that the same logic and examination applies to the customer service side as well, not just cybersecurity. I think we often look at holistic impact and sort of return on the investment. And in cases where the improvement is really made to the end user experience, we do want to think about and look at um, cost savings and time savings that maybe the end public actually receives and benefits from that might not be factored into the agency time, if that makes sense. And that can factor play a factor in a reduced repayment as well. Awesome. So, you know, as we sort of close out here, a uh, couple more questions, but I'm curious, you know, ultimately we need the appropriators on Capitol Hill to, to fund the TMF. So I'm curious, how do you continue to make the case to them that the fund is necessary and, and that it's doing good for federal digital transformation to make sure that they're, uh, you know, funding the TMF at the levels that OMB is requesting every year? You know, Billy, there's some data out in the marketplace done by large uh, consulting companies that talk about the failure rate of IT projects. Um, and it's pretty significant projects over $6 million with a, a, you know, a significant failure rate. And that's not acceptable to us. And as technologists, we know how to do this differently. And the way that you do it differently is the way that we've designed TMF is we have technologists um, in the PMO, we have technologists and you know, very seasoned, competent board members who are interrogating the project, making sure that it has the great foundational best practices built into it, right? That the team is capable of doing the right procurement, that they have, you know, support from agency leadership, mission leadership, the CFO team, really critical. And we also deliver incrementally, right? We're not waiting to Raylene's earlier point, many years for a project to end. We are allocating dollars to get a project started, having agencies meet milestones, meeting with us on a quarterly basis and on a much more frequent basis with the PMO team, but they are presenting to the board on a quarterly basis. We release money based on milestones and delivery and impact. 
And I think that this is actually a really great model to um, show our colleagues on the Hill that we know how as technologists to deliver with excellence, but our bureaucratic processes sometimes don't support the agility that is needed for technology teams to potentially pivot, to learn more when they're doing research with their users and taking a slightly different tact from their, you know, their technical architecture. So we really think that TMF is going to continue um, to have use cases that are really best in class and will help um, continue to show our colleagues on the Hill and frankly across government and our federal IT teams what good looks like and how we continue to deliver with excellence for the American public and be great stewards of the taxpayer dollar. For sure. And I'm sure that unfunded demand that's out there, too, is another case where you can go to lawmakers and say, hey, there's all these agencies who really, really crave this money. As as we close out, you know, five years is is a big milestone, but uh, I'm sure you hope to see another five. Where do you see the TMF heading over the next five years um, as as it continues on its journey of federal digital transformation? I, I think TMF is going to continue to improve. I think we uh, have a great team and an exceptional board working on this program. Um, I think that we are also constantly interrogate ourselves to make sure that we are being as smart with the dollars entrusted to us. So while we were, um, you know, the when we received the ARP funding, um, people came to us with their backlog of needs. But we also need to think about kind of a top-down um, effort as well as a bottoms-up effort. So we are continuing to think about how are we thinking about our modernizing of high-priority systems from the top-down? How are we looking across the entire portfolio with the risk we're managing and um, making sure that we're directing those dollars to help legacy IT systems get modernized? and you know, continue to work collaboratively across government and learning from those signals we're getting from the people that are applying to TMF. So whether that is for the development of future shared services, um, trying not to solve every problem in government from a blank piece of paper, I think that's what you're gonna continue to see in the next five years from the TMF. Thing to kind of complement both this question and the topic a second ago about why the TMF you know needs funding and continued funding, um, I would just say the other side of all this is impact. Like, how are we actually demonstrating impact and results from our IT modernization investments? And so I would say that although many of our investments are still actively underway, the next five years will certainly see um, a lot more impact and results being delivered, especially given that many of our investments, as we've mentioned, were first made in the last year, and we've really ramped up that rate of investment. Um, we already know and have evidence to see that our investments are succeeding. Um, agency projects are delivering better outcomes for the American public in easier, faster, cheaper, and more secure ways. Um, we have a few examples and, and we've started to publish them on our website under impact, where we've written up a few case studies already from successful examples of previous TMF investments. And I'm super excited for the next five years for us to continue to tell that story and, and share that impact in a way that I think most people can understand and, and recognize why uh, these investments are so important. 
Well, Raylene, Claire, always a pleasure to speak to both of you. It's been a tremendous conversation today about the TMF, where it's been and where it's going next. And we really look forward to uh, continuing to watch that journey. But uh, for now, I uh, really want to appreciate or thank you for both of your time and really appreciate it. Thanks, Billy. Really enjoyed being here. Thanks for having us. You can learn more about the TMF anniversary at the Daily Scoop Podcast.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on the platform of your choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll talk to you again Thursday afternoon. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.